third fourth overtime we was just like all right guys like someone's gotta end this here like please like we're just eating snickers bar mustard like anything to keep us going but it was definitely you can't recreate that feeling Over five hours, two plus hours of gameplay, a combined 122 shots, more than 1,600 screaming fans, one unforgettable night. Saturday, the UW-Stevens Point hockey team won in the first round of the NCAA tournament over Augsburg in the second longest game in D3 history, winning 2-1 in the fourth overtime. I speak with the Pointers winning goalkeeper Ryan Wagner and forward David Hill who made the game winning goal in a contest no one will soon forget. You're listening to the WSAW Highlight Zone Podcast. All right, guys. So I'm sure you've probably been asked this a couple times today, even already, and probably yesterday too. But how are you guys doing? Like, are you guys feeling rested up? Like, what 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 was yesterday Sunday like for you um, after going through that marathon game Saturday night? And Ryan, we can start with you. Yeah, personally, I was pretty tired. I definitely took a couple of naps, made sure to uh, eat a bunch of food, too, to try to fill me up because definitely consumed a lot of calories that day. But really try to just relax, like physically and mentally to give my body a break. Uh, David, same for you. Yeah, I mean, was exhausted, like legs were killing me. But same thing with Wags, had to eat a lot, drink a lot. And fortunately, I had to work. So I was on my feet again for a few hours. So I really... I think I probably slept for like 10, 12 hours last night, though. Really caught up on everything. Oh, man. So you actually had to go to work then on Sunday? Yep. Oh, I was back brutal. on my feet for another <laughs> six hours. Man, that's brutal, dude. Good good for you, though. Um, yeah. Was there a point for both of you during the game where it kind of started to set in? Like, okay, this is something really either special or crazy. Like, was there a moment which overtime maybe for you that it set in? Like, this is starting to get pretty insane. We'll start with Ryan again. Yeah, at least for me, I think kind of going to the third overtime, I was like, wow, like, this is really taking a long time, especially I feel like at that point, the quality of hockey really starts to decline, and that's when you kind of start knowing, like, all right, like, this is really going to keep going on and on, but it was definitely something special, but at the same time, I think everyone in the room was kind of lighthearted, like, keeping their spirits up, because I feel like after so many in-between period talks, you can only say so much before it's like, you just kind of have to go out there and do it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a huge change from like the first three periods of the game. And once we started going to overtime, like I felt like the locker room was really laid back and relaxed first. Like normally we're, we're not too tense, but it was definitely tense the first three periods. And then once we got to like third, fourth overtime, we was just like, all right, guys, like someone's got to end this here. Like, please, like we're just eating Snickers bar, mustard, like anything to keep us going. But it was definitely, you can't recreate that feeling, how that dynamic was on the ice in the locker room. Like, it was pretty special, though, to be a part of that. I was going to say, probably nothing that either of you have ever really experienced in a game before. No, is that anything come close to that? No. I mean, Wags might have an overtime a couple years ago, but no four overtimes like that. It's absurd. So, I mean, Brian, for you, uh, career high in saves, obviously. Um, as you're getting peppered into those extra overtime periods, what what's going through your head as you consistently are like, all right, now I'm I know I've saved more shots in this game than I ever have before. Like, how much pressure is sitting on your shoulders in those situations? 
I mean, I think in the moment, I just really try not to think about the pressure, just focus on let's just stop the next puck and just like keep going from there, live in the moment. I feel like if you kind of start getting caught up too much in like what's next or what's like happened before or like the grand scheme of things, like I feel like that's when you start to kind of slip and lose your edge. So I just kind of try to keep even keel, just like right, let's just stop the next puck and I'm sure eventually we're going to get one out of our 70 shots. I'm sure we'll get two of them in. And you eventually did, obviously, in that fourth overtime. And David, you putting it in. I mean, take me through what's going through your head, maybe in that situation. I know there was a felt like a hundred, pretty close to a hundred situations where it could one could have yeah. been through. But for that last one off the rebound, tell me what you saw and just the the feeling that you had as soon as you saw it hit the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, I was just we were going on the rush and I was just getting off the bench and I watched Cody, who somehow still had all that legs to skate by all those guys and then we were kind of talking in the locker room like the rebounds are going to be popping out in the slot and like just from like guys watching from the bench so I watched Cody go in and Moberg go in and then just found the rebound in the slot just stopped right there and been working on kind of finding pucks in the slot and getting creating a shooting angle and just Kind of turned my hips around and shot it, and then it was in the net, and all I saw was Augsburg players in front of me, and somehow I found the lane in the net. And I didn't I didn't really know how to react after that. Just was happy the game was over, could take my skates off. I mean, it was pretty cool for you to go all the way down. I mean, right away, you go straight to the student section, I'm sure. Yeah. That probably didn't set in for either of you guys, just what had happened until afterwards. But take me through what that scene was like. And the, for the crowd – most of the crowd to stay that entire time too which yeah is incredible yeah I think that was like a huge part of it like the crowd didn't give up on us so like I think that was another thing like we weren't going to quit on each other but the fact that that whole rink stuck around till after midnight and like there was kids there and everything they were still staying around to watch it was like we we owe it to ourselves but we also owe it to everyone who's been supporting us outside the glass all season uh, Ryan, for you, was there a point where maybe afterwards that you kind of processed what had happened? Because I'm sure just the euphoria of winning is hitting you guys while you're on the ice, even in the locker room. Was there a point where you actually processed like, wow, that that legitimately just happened? We just won in four overtimes in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think right away I was like happy and excited. I was also just so relieved that we didn't have to play anymore. <laughs> I was so tired. Like in the overtime, both my like legs had just completely locked up. I'm, like in the fourth OT, so I'm like, all right, I guess we're just kind of going with this. So like, I think kind of right away I was more just relieved. Like, oh my god, thank you so much that it's over. And then kind of through the handshake line, I was like, wow, like we just played two and almost two and a half games. Like this is crazy. And now, I mean, it's kind of a quick turnaround after playing basically two full games in a day, even more than two full games in a day. So how do you guys kind of reset and get mentally and probably more importantly, physically ready uh, for Saturday, David? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was we had our celebration, but it's short term memory. Like that was only another step in our ultimate goal. Still have to win three more games. And obviously that was a huge stepping stone. But mentally, it's just we got to reset like. We won one more game, so another big step this weekend. Huge test going to Adrian. So, and then physically, we we did a pool workout today. Took it light on our bodies, and then probably going to hit the ice pretty light the next couple of days. But then it's all eating, hydrating, just getting back into game shape for Saturday. 
And I'm sure it's the same for you, Ryan. A lot of the same physically taking care of yourself. Is there anything mentally that you you do after going through an experience like that? Yeah, I just kind of just sit there and like kind of take Sunday, maybe like a little bit today, just to kind of mentally like take it in and process it, especially after a big game like that. But then kind of tell myself starting Tuesday, like need to put that game behind me and start focusing on the next game at task because that's what's most important now because we have a lot bigger things that we want to do as a team this year and then just win one NCAA game. Truly an unbelievable effort from both sides in an unforgettable game. One more stat for you, News Channel 7's Nolan Bullman was there filming the game for us. His fourth and final camera battery died just minutes after the final goal was scored. The Pointers now face Adrian in the quarterfinals Saturday night. That's all for this episode of the Highlight Zone podcast. Thank you for listening and have yourself a great week.